Welcome to another episode of the Outdoor Scholars Podcast, where you get a chance to learn all about the only program in the country that keeps students involved in the outdoors while educating them on career opportunities within the outdoor industry. got my, my train of thought all along. All right, here we go. Hey guys, we're back with another episode of Outdoor Scholars Podcast. I'm William Crawford, the host of this show, and today we have uh, two new guests uh, with us today. I say new. Solomon, you've done this before, hadn't you? Yes, sir. So we have Solomon Glenn and Hunter Ward here with us. Uh, they are on the University of Montevallo fishing team, uh, and they had a big week uh, down at Lake Seminole uh, for the FLW uh, tournament series uh, just last week, and uh, these guys were able to, to pull something out of their hats in, in some tough weather conditions and uh, some big changes, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, but uh, tell our, our, our listeners, Solomon, they, uh, our listeners have heard you before from our, our Red Fishing uh, podcast that we did back in, uh, back in the fall. Uh, Hunter, tell our, our, our listeners here a little bit about yourself, who you are, and, and something they need to know about you. Uh, my name's Hunter Ward, and I'm a senior in the marketing program, fixing to graduate. Fixing to graduate. What, what's uh, did Did you ever think that you'd be able to to say that you're about to graduate from college? Uh, no, sir, I didn't. I never thought the day would come. Well, I'm I'm very proud of you and, and all that you've done since you you've been here. And, and Solomon's a freshman this year from uh, up in Minnesota, and uh, I think uh, has found a new home down here in the South in Alabama. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Uh, so, so tell me, talk through and, and take us through a little bit of, of y'all's week at, at Seminole. Like, how many days did y'all pre-fish leading up into the tournament? Uh, we went down on Wednesday morning, and we practiced for about three-quarters of a day or maybe a full day on Wednesday. And there was some real bad weather. It was supposed to roll through on Thursday, so we never really went fishing. We kept trying to play it safe, and looking back at it, we should have went fishing. But So going into the tournament on Friday, we – we really had no expectations of getting a bite. It was just one of them things that we just kind of stumbled upon the right place at the right time, and it just worked out. So so seeing that, that practice was cut short for you guys due to, to weather and, and classes and, and things like that, and, and you had a, a small window on Wednesday to, to, to get out there and try to find something, did you find anything at all on Wednesday? The bank that we started on where we caught our fish at, we actually did fish it Wednesday. And I think one of us caught one right there, but we, we really had no idea what we were sitting on. That was the only bite we had. And so I just, we was running down the lake that morning, I just thought, well, that's where we're going to start. If we get a bite, we get a bite. If not, I'll do something different. Well, I know throughout the course of the week, the, the weather was fairly nice. It's mild uh, here, here in the southeast, regardless of where you were at. But then uh, come uh, Thursday, when that storm rolled through, it had a big cold front that, that pushed through and, it changed the whole dynamics of how that lake was fishing for that, that tournament. Uh, Solomon, what, what did you see from talking to some of the other guys and, and what they'd seen through the course of the week and then how that, that cold front affected things? What, uh, what were you hearing some of the changes people were doing to, to try to find some fish now? Well, it seemed to be a combination of things. Um, a lot of the people that we talked to had consistent fish up in the Flint River, which is where we launched out of and not necessarily the cold affected it but all the rain and wind just absolutely blew it out 
I think it dropped two feet and it was chocolate milk. So for people that didn't really venture out of there, they uh, they were kind of stuck with that game plan and apparently the fish didn't really bite in there. But uh, otherwise, our area stayed clean and uh, for other people, I don't know if they found fish deep, some were protected, or if they just ran different shallow like pad areas like we did and just ran across a little bit better quality. So, so y'all were able to find some, some cleaner water? We were. The area that we were in all week long, no matter how much rain we got, we could see five, six, seven foot down. That, that seems to be the trend right now with, with a lot of the guys. I know uh, uh, over at the uh, state championship the week before here in Alabama at Lake Eufaula, that was kind of the trend there. The guys, uh, Jarrett and Tyler, that won that tournament. Uh, that's what they were saying was is they found some some a little bit clearer water and, and and it really helped them out so do you think by by not having as long of a amount of time to practice for this tournament seeing how things change so quickly do you think it it benefited you guys at all um possibly i mean it's funny how it works that sometimes you can go out there no no expectations not much practice and figure it out but it was definitely a little bit um stressful not have not knowing exactly what's going on um but either way it worked out um but usually it's good to know a little more idea what's going on but sometimes it works out like that it's better to be lucky than good <laughs> so so going through the the blast off going to start this tournament you go out, kind of take me through your day. Did y'all catch fish right away? Did y'all stay at the same spot? Just kind of take me through what happened. Well, we blasted off that morning going down to the river and or going down to the lake. And as we got about three-quarters of the way down, closer to the lake, up to, down the Flint River, I noticed boats were turning around. And that kind of scared me. When we got to the river, there was probably five to six-foot waves in the, in the main lake. And right then, I debated turning around just because we weren't on anything. I said, no, I'm going to keep going, I'm going to keep going. And we pushed through, and we got there, and our area, it was windy in our place, but it wasn't real bad waves. And so about, I don't know, my fifth, sixth, seventh cast, I caught one of our biggest ones of the day. So that kind of took some pressure off of you right there. Okay, you're not going zeros. Now you just got to put your head down and keep fishing. And so then it just, they started biting, and we went to catching. Well, you know, th throughout the course of the, of the morning and, and even leading into the afternoon, did, did you feel like that y'all had something or, or, or did you feel like that you were a long ways off from, from maybe being at the top or anything like that? Yeah, I had no idea we were going to make even the national championship cut, much less the top 10. I figured it was going to take 17 or 18 pounds to come close to that. But I guess that cold front and them Florida strain fish, they just don't like it and they didn't bite that great. So you, you come in, what, what number were y'all in, in blast off? 35, yeah. So so y'all were one of the first few that, that go out, so you're one of the first few that come back in. Uh, I remember watching the, the weigh-in online and, and, and seeing, you know, we had a lot of teams right there at the top to begin with, and then, then they moved down just a little bit, but not far. Uh, once y'all got up there towards the top, did you still not think or believe that you had anything? You still thought those later flights were going to bring in some bigger fish? I did. I still thought the later flights were going to catch them better. Fish always bite it after a cold front first thing in the morning and late in the evening. So I figured those guys that were fishing until 445, 5 o'clock were going to have caught a couple of big ones and bump us out. But 
the good Lord was with us and it just worked out. Well, you guys were able to finish seventh in, in this tournament. We had uh, another team finish 10th and 12th that both qualified them as well for the national championship that will be in uh, 2021. Uh, so, Solomon, you know, with this being your freshman year in, in college uh, and you've had some success early on uh, back in the fall and, and then now to start off the spring, kind of what's what's – What's your expectations for the rest of the season? What's what's some goals uh, of yours? I mean, really is uh, realistically just to stay consistent, um, keep getting those top 10s, top 20s, making the cuts. Um, but it would be amazing if we could pull out and get a win on one of these, especially one of the big Bass Masters and one of the FLWs. Um, that really gets your uh, college career going. But uh, last fall was a little bit um, – slow for us but we got a couple things going but then this this spring uh we've gotten two in a row now really good finishes and uh we're just going to keep trying to uh, keep it rolling so tell our listeners y'all fish toledo bend uh you follow you follow follow. where'd y'all finish at in that tournament 10th so 10th so so two top 10 finishes uh it's definitely off to a to a good start what's the next tournament you guys will be fishing uh, the boat U.S. at Sam Rayburn. All right, Solomon, you ever fished Sam Rayburn? I have. You yes. Have. Yep. What about you, Hunter? I've never been out there. I'm looking forward to it. Well, I, I know uh, it can be a, a place to where you can catch your personal best out there uh, uh, in Sam Rayburn. What's kind of some uh, maybe? What, what are y'all shooting for as you you go out there and, and fish this big bass tournament? You know, because the setup's a little different than a, a regular tournament. So, so how how is y'all's strategy going to change, or will it? Uh, I mean, it's going to be a little more laid back because in the tournament, all you got to do is catch that one big one, and uh, but we're still going to look out. The usually the big fish are going to be grouped up, so if we catch one or two in practice. We'll kind of know the generalia that they'll probably pull up in, and hopefully turning day we can pull in a pretty big one. Well, I'm excited about that just to see all the big fish come come across the stage during that week in, in Sam Rayburn. Uh, what's some other tournaments that are on y'all sites for the remainder of the year? Uh, after we leave Sam Rayburn, we're headed back to Smith Lake the next weekend, and then I think we'll be pretty much finished with college tournaments until the end of March. We'll go to Hartwell, and then we'll go probably the rest of them. This being my last season, I'm going to try to go to as many of them as I can. So we've had a a busy stretch here the first part of uh, uh, February and even the end of January with a lot of tournaments and stuff, and you guys have been busy, uh, and it it won't slow up for the next couple weeks. But, uh, again, congratulations to you guys for your uh, top ten finish uh, at Lake Seminole. Uh, again, it qualified you guys for the national championship coming up in 2021. Uh, and good luck to y'all the, the remainder of the season. Thank Thanks you a lot. Well, that wraps us up for this episode of Outdoor Scholars Podcast. Check back with us next time to see where we may be and what in the world we may be doing. If you enjoyed today's podcast, do us a favor and hit the subscribe button. Also, it would really help us out if you would rate and review. Be sure to come back often for a new episode of Outdoor Scholars Podcast.